Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Hangover. Dustin, I gotta tell you, man, I had the tastiest treat on Sunday night. Oh, yeah? I don't know if I told you about this tasty treat, but Sunday night was the Oscars, and I watched the Oscars every single year without fail. And this year... the Oscars, for those of us out there who don't know what that is... The Academy Awards for uh, film and television... For film, for film, just film in America. So, and I gave myself the tastiest treat I've ever given myself. I didn't watch the Oscars this year and it was delicious. That was your treat. <clears throat> Dustin, it was so good. Do you know how much time I freed up on the night of the Oscars? You know how much time I didn't spend on Twitter on the night of the Oscars? Uh, you know I, what? I, you know, know. I, I had a similarly tasty treat uh, a few weeks earlier on the day of the big game. The, the champ play game, I went to a party to watch that big game. And then I spent the entire time in the kitchen drinking beer and making pizzas. And I didn't watch a single second of the game. I just hung out with people and talked and uh, got a little bit lubed with that alcohol. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not really sure what you're talking about. Dustin. Steven. Let's, let's move into follow-up. You, you have some follow-up here. Um, Cortland Wilson reached out to you. Is that correct? About your purple mattress? Do you, do you want to share something with everyone? Yeah, Mr. Cortland reached out to me and asked me what I was thinking about my purple mattress, being that he was in the market uh, for perhaps a new mattress. And I'm so sorry, Cortland. I have not replied to you yet, not because I don't love you, uh, but because in fact we have not received our purple mattress yet because we are waiting till we move into our new home, which is in two days. So in two days, Cortland. That was your follow-up for this podcast was, I have no new information. I have no new information, but in two days, which will be... Two days, two days before this podcast comes out. So hold on, let's fast forward into the future. Cortland, what did you think of what I thought of the purple mattress? Please no, let us know. No, we're not doing that. Jeez. Jeez, Dustin, you put this in follow. You know, let's go with your, your other thing you I wanted put it in to talk opener. about. I um, put it in the opener. You Dustin, were like, no, this is follow up, Dustin. You got a call from the Go Daddy. Go Daddy. Yeah, have you gotten one of these calls? Mm, go Daddy. That call? The call from the G Daddy, as I like to call him. The, your G Daddy? Tell me about your G Daddy. G Daddy. Uh, so apparently, Go Daddy uh, acquired a Texas based company that helps small to medium sized businesses with their photography needs. Mm hmm. And. So yeah, I got a call to be the Northeast Indiana photographer for them. Pay is shit. And I was curious if you had gotten uh, one as well. I'm sorry. Are there any banks near you that take shit? Shit. Um, they call them shit coins. 
Mm -hmm. It's the GoDaddy cryptocurrency. And there's a shit bank that takes the shit coins? Uh, I think it's 2,000 shit coins equal one GoDaddy coin. And when you get these shit coins, uh, what, what can you use them to buy or purchase in the real world? Uh, just shit. Mm, shiitake? Mm -hmm. Nope, just poop. Shih tzus? I already have one of those. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so yeah, uh, GoDaddy is essentially trying to steal my business. Boy, so <laughs> this is also something you put in the opener. You put two things in the opener that were tangentially related to your photography business, but that you really didn't have anything to say or talk about with them. I was more curious if you had heard anything about this. This is me just wanting to have a conversation with you, Stephen. Conversation denied. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Oh, man. How did that feel getting rejected like that? Oh, fine. I've not been contacted by GoDaddy. What are they trying to do photography-wise in Northeast Indiana? Uh, so essentially when somebody registers for a domain or hosting or whatever, it gets fed to this secondary company that they bought uh, where they reach out to the company and they essentially try to sell you on setting up your website, your branding, your design, and your photography. Uh, this company's based in Texas, so obviously they can't afford to fly a staff photographer all over the world. So what they do is they set up a library of contract photographers all over the country um, that they can pull from that have been vetted. And, and they're specifically targeting photographers, you said. Uh, th they're targeting photographers to shoot for, you know, realtor websites or bakery websites or whomever it ends up being. So it has to be a photographer that's well-versed in multiple different facets of photography, like myself, if I, you know, may toot my own horn. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any horns to toot over here. Uh, just my fat ass, but you know. <laughs> Looks like an orchestra, orchestra behind you. So, I mean, I, I don't know why they would call me. I've, I've got nothing. I'm a, I'm a one-trick pony. Deep voice, Steve. Mm -hmm. No one trick brownie over here. You know what I'm saying? They call you for all their beer knowledge needs. Yeah. So, speaking of beer knowledge needs, Dustin, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, Build I the still listeners actually in. Have my angry orchard from uh, last podcast here. <laughs> it was so bad you couldn't finish it, and it's just been sitting Correct. open on your desk. G give it a swish. Give it a swig. No. Can't. No, no, that would I probably want, kill me. I want you to take a swig right now, Dustin. It would. It probably has become beer now at this point, Dustin. We are essentially an improv comedy podcast here, and if you're not going to commit to this bit, I can't come to Fort Wayne and commit to the bit for you. I need you to take a swig of this, Dustin. So, let me just get this straight. If I don't take a swig of this, you will come to Fort Wayne. You're killing the podcast right now. You are killing the podcast. I will absolutely not come to Fort Wayne. Absolutely yes. not. Perfect. In that case, no swig. If you took a swig, I'd probably come. But since you're not going to take a swig. No, because see, if you don't come, then that whole bottle of bourbon I bought for you, I get to drink by myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. All right. So this week I'm drinking a Blue Paddle Pilsner Lagner from New Belgium Brewing. 
I don't know if I've talked about this beer before on here, mm -hmm. but it's basically New Belgium's version of uh, Bud Light or Coors or something. It's it's not good. It's probably the worst thing I've had from New Belgium, but it was cold and in my fridge. And it came in a mix pack that we bought because I'd never had it before. And so I'm drinking it. But mm -hmm. it, it's not it's not giving me those those warm, bubbly, good feelings inside. It's not making you feel blood axed. Mm, no, man. Oh, gosh. So, so few things that penetrate me like a blood axe. <laughs> so few. Mm. Good, daddy. Let's, let's move on. Dustin, you want to move into topics? Yeah. Why don't we talk about Zane's crazy Facebook photog message? Uh, about your Facebook advertisement you've been running for your business, Steven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about my Facebook advertisement. You're right. Listener, longtime listener, longtime friend. Maybe maybe the longest listener? Too much? You know, when I, when I, story time, when I started this podcast, we put out our very first episode and we had a lot of people who tuned in for that first one who never came back. Probably one, too many. One of the people who tuned in that did come back though was Zane Naylor. So he, he's been with us from the, from the very, very beginning. Nailer the sailor. I don't think that one flies. No, no. Uh, Zane writes, a Facebook friend made a post asking for local wedding photographer recommendations. One local, one local photographer posted on the thread advertising herself with only this image. And Zane says he has no words. The image is, it's a, it's a screenshot Mm -hmm. of a, an iMessage. So it's a blue bubble. Mm -hmm. So it's got that going for it because uh, we all know blue bubbles are the only bubbles we want on our phone. Uh, Android photographers out there, you can GTFO, you know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> You're just going to let that fly? You're not going to give me crap it. about losing half our listenership with that comment? They're all going to GTFO? <laughs> I don't even know what it means. So it's a screenshot of... It's a screenshot of an iMessage, but then mm -hmm. that screenshot of the iMessage was cropped and then uploaded probably, um, it, it looks like it was uploaded to some sort of photo sharing service. And then the photographer took a screenshot of it in that photo sharing service and then posted that entire screenshot. So it's not just the iMessage that was posted. It's like the iMessage surrounded by a bunch of darkness, you know, black. And then like a... Like Maybe the, that's how they crop their photos. That's <laughs> how so I crop all my photos. I take them into a photo sharing app and then take a picture of them, a screenshot of them in a light box. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, just, just to give everybody a good idea of the quality of photo, and you can jump on into our Facebook group if you want to check this one out. So it's a screenshot of a screenshot of an iMessage. And uh, the the photographer just says... Number one wedding, up to six hours, engagement session, unlimited edited photos, print rights and CD, $600. And then... Oh, wait, there's more. And then... If you they, act now... They took, they took the photo into some app where they could draw on it, and they crossed out the 600 and wrote 500 but it's like your best by finger hand. penmanship 
is so sloppy and gross looking. I love how they wrote it in red. Like it kind of looks like blood. <laughs> yeah. Like it was their last will and testament. Like I have nothing more to live for. Let me prick my finger. It's no longer $600. It's a crazy, harsh, and competitive world out there, Dustin. You know, this might have been the last message they sent. They didn't book this wedding. They're dead now. Is that what you want to put out? Those those are the kind no, of the, vibes you want to put out in the world? This photographer well, so there, died. Well, there, there was a lot of controversy in the comments on this comment. Um, in the fact that, you know, you get what you pay for. This guy is pretty terrible. Uh, yada, yada, yada. That was a Seinfeld, you know, little, just went and had sex for you. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. What I think is this guy is a marketing genius. Because what he has done is he has flipped the script on us seasoned photographers. Mm-hmm. Stay with me, Stephen. So what he's done is he's come off as an affordable choice in a sea of unaffordability. I like this, standing out. But nowhere in his offerings... Or his pricing package, does it say anything about up to six hours of what? Mm, It could be he walks your dog for a couple of those hours. It could be he drives to your wedding. It doesn't say when that hourly price starts. Let's move on. Unlimited edited photos of what? The, you the know, one, it could Dustin, be, what the hell are you doing? No, this we're gonna stop this right now. This is not going well for you. I mean, let's, let's for wind example, this back. He says print rights and CD. It's a CD from his CD collection. He doesn't ever promise that the photos are on the CD. Doesn't this bit is just oh my gosh, this is this is dragging. It's dragging so hard. So what I'm getting at here, Stephen, is the fact that he's leaving a ton of negotiating room to upsell you. So a $500 package could turn into a $5,000 package. He wrote $600, but he crossed that $600 out with red and then wrote $500. And we don't mm-hmm. know now, is that $500 red dollars or is it, it going to be white dollars or blue dollars or we just don't know dustin what what other name things can we say he said number one wedding um is there a number two wedding that he's also doing on the same maybe there's a judgment system he has to classify your wedding as the number one wedding of the year in order to get this price so now that we're done with all this terrible stuff that you pushed out in everybody's ears and most painfully my own He's going to give them a print print rights and CD. Like I said, though, could be a Backstreet Boys CD. Could no, be an old no, Britney we're abandoning this, this failed joke. <laughs> you're going to have to stick with this for the entire rest of the episode if you want this to work. So I hope you're ready oh, for that. I'm ready. I don't understand the CD, Dustin. I don't. You know, I was tooling around on f-stoppers today looking at some cool shit you know Mm. how i do and i saw they were trying to sell photographers a 14 hour dvd teaching you how to shoot weddings and all i could think is in what world does an internet website say we're trying to sell a dvd no that's mismarketed 
all of the F-Stoppers offerings look like DVDs, like they have renderings of DVD cases, but it's all... It literally said, buy our DVD. Correct. They say buy your DVD, but when you dig deeper into any of it, it's a digital Mm, download. Take me deeper, baby. Well, I looked at one of their courses once and I was like, oh, I don't have time to wait for a DVD to come in the mail. And then it was like, oh no, this is a digital. Like, oh, how would I even play a DVD? I don't even know anymore. Would that fit in my VHS player? <laughs> That's the way you... <laughs> that, was good. that was good. That was good. Oh, if it was Laserdisc, I could have done it. <laughs> yeah. Super 35. Oh, Super 35. <laughs> I watch everything on 8mm. Okay, Dustin. Do you remember the days of uh, shit? Betamax? You on Betamax? No, Betamax? It was like Blu-ray versus... HD DVD. HD DVD. That's right. I went all in on HD DVD. I was like, from a branding and marketing standpoint, it made way more sense. HD DVD was like VHS. It was cheaper and almost as good of quality, but not quite as good. And much like, and people thought it would go like how beta and VHS did where VHS would win because it's one because it's cheaper, but it didn't. And instead, uh, Blu-ray won because apparently there's a shift in the way the world thought. And we wanted, we wanted that extra quality. No, it had nothing to do with the extra quality. It had the fact that Sony owned most of the publishing rights to most of the movies. And Sony was the number one manufacturer of DVDs. Sony also was the company behind Betamax, if you didn't know. Yeah. So yeah. they really rebounded on that deal. <laughs> they They learned from their failures. Well, I just have always felt bad because my mother-in-law... Doubled down on HD DVD. On your recommendation. Bought that, bought all of her DVDs in HD DVD, and when it went under... A classic Dustin double down. She never let me live it down. Dustin, it'd be great if I could watch this movie if I still had one of those players you made me buy. She burnt the player? She threw the player? What happened to the player? Yeah. The player should still be good. (laughs) Dustin, double down Dustin lied to me. Double down Dustin. Should be my new my new Instagram handle. Double down. When I walk up to that Texas hold'em table, they call me Double Down, Dustin. I've played Texas Hold'em with you, and you went out real fast, and I believe it's because you doubled down. Always. I don't student. even think that's something you can do in Texas Hold'em, but yeah, you were bad. You are real I bad. I bluff once, I bluff twice, because I'm a double down son of a bitch. Yeah, you are. You said Anyways, that. is there anything else you want to say about Mr. Zane Naylor's screenshot of your most recent wedding package? Zane, I can't believe you doubt me like that. Um, you know, I'm just trying to make a living over here. Uh, I can't believe I'm now fessing up to this on this podcast. It's so crazy. Now everybody knows I'm a, I'm a $600, $500 boy, you know? <sighs> yeah. Might want to think about hiring a graphic designer to at least lay it out into a prettier format. Uh, I think Apple's... Designers who made iMessage did a fairly good job, and I want to stick with that as okay. best I can. Yeah, sounds. Why good. didn't the person just send a new iMessage and then screenshot the new iMessage? With <sighs> there's so much about this that is just so wrong. Like, just take five seconds. Just type in the stuff. Don't send the screenshot. Like, 
<sighs> Zane did say that the person who sent it was in um, a buy sell trade group for the uh, city he grew up in. So, which is a small podunk city um, where I went to college called Muncie, Indiana. That's right. Muncie, Indiana, armpit of Indiana. Better than the crotch of Indiana, which is Fort Wayne. Gary, so. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana is a great place. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Not Louisiana. Oh yeah. I don't remember the rest of that song. It's the Music Man. Gary, Indiana. Not Louisiana. Paris, France, New York, or Rome. Hey, Dustin. Let's talk about Kodak. Oh, it. I want to before we go to Kodak. Can we talk a little bit? I'm I'm looking for this feed of, was it in our group someone said this? Anyways, it was something about people, someone asked for affordable photography options similar to this one, but somebody said, here's the trick. You wait till like 60 days before your wedding and then you say, hey, my photographer bailed on me and then you'll get massive discounted photographers emailing you. Yeah, that was also somebody posted that in our group. That is correct. Do you remember who? Because I thought that was really fascinating. Pretty certain it was me. Pretty certain it was me. Oh, it was you? In that case, let's not talk about it. Because I can't imagine you actually posting anything of value to the group. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. It was Steve. Well, now I'm pissed. <laughs> way to save money on weddings give me all the tips a few weeks before your wedding day say oh my videographer or my photographer has let me down then you'll get about 200 photographers asking to do it for a 350 dollars bargain that's a terrible idea is, is this real do you think people actually do this no because people who are getting married don't want to go with a bargain bin photographer for the most part the only person who would ever say that is somebody who doesn't value the photography, who doesn't, hasn't ever thought about the photography. So I, I guess there are probably some people out there who would do something like this, but they're going to get really crappy photos more than likely. Hmm. I guess I just always think back to like all these Facebook groups I'm a part of wherever I see someone's like, oh, my niece or my nephew, their photographer fell through and you get like... 1200 photographers are like i'll fly to hawaii and shoot that wedding at cost yeah i'll fly to hawaii and shoot that wedding at cost too (laughs) jeez you just proved the point for a whole week in hawaii proved the point of this post (laughs) you are a bargain bin (laughs) photographer i just want to go to hawaii for a week yeah don't we all not a weekend i want the full week yeah I don't think anybody in their right mind ever does this or tries this out. I, I think most everyone looks at something like this and thinks, oh, this is a terrible idea. Because what happens if you try to pull, what what happens if a client pulls a stunt like that and you're the photographer who says, I'll take $350 off my package to try to cut you a break since your photographer bailed and you probably didn't get the deposit back or whatever. So now you've cut them a break. You're doing them a solid. You show up to the wedding and you hear somebody talking like, oh, yeah, yeah, they they didn't even have a photographer. Or you look at their Facebook and see they never had any engagement photos posted or their Instagram. And you're like, oh, that's weird. And so you talk to people and they're like, 
oh yeah, we don't think they ever had anybody lined up. They just uh, waited till two weeks before the wedding because somebody's going to say something. What are you like a detective before or after yeah, the wedding? Stuff like this, yeah. You're like, hold on, let me get out my magnifying glass. If somebody says their photographer billing them, and I jump in and I'm like, hey, I'll shoot your wedding and I'll give you a slight discount. But I need to see that contract. I need to see that contract. You better believe I'm going to be talking to them and saying like, oh, well, who was your photographer? Like, why did they bail? Oh, it was our cousin. Yeah. We didn't have a contract. Yeah. She died. What'd she die of? Herpes. A very aggressive case of herpes. We don't talk about it anymore. Very, very nice. Well, I, because I have a wedding coming up where their photographer fell through (laughs) and they hired us uh, last minute. Mm Mm-hmm. And you've done how much digging into the story of the photographer? But now that we've talked, maybe I need to dig. You better believe I'd be finding out who the photographer was. Like, what do you mean your photographer fell? How do you know their photographer fell through, Dustin? How do you know they weren't a terrible, horrible client and their photographer fired them? Maybe they literally fell through. Like they were walking across an icy pond and they fell through. Now they're dead. Excuse me while I drink myself to death. So all of Stephen's 2019 brides are about to be sad because he's drinking himself to death. Oh, you can swoop right in, buddy. Don't worry about it. Sounds good. Can I get that contact info now? Makes it less awkward in the transition. Yeah. I'll send it straight over to you. Check your email. Perfect, man. Uh, Love it. So you're you're shooting a wedding for a couple Mm -hmm. whose photographer canceled Mm -hmm. on them. Correct. They claim. Uh, you did Claimed. no digging into this to see if the bride was maybe just, or groom, or or brides or grooms. Okay. You did no digging into this to see if the couple was just crazy? Uh, yes, because they told me it was a family member that no longer felt comfortable doing it. So they had planned on not spending any money on wedding photography, and now they want me. I mean, yeah, typically when you want to go from not spending money to spending money you you go straight to Dustin McGiven not a cheaper <laughs> option that's what I said this all makes sense How, what kind of a deal did you cut them uh we cut the engagement session from the package because they'd already had one and I think we took the album out of the package because she's a photographer the bride-to-be that is the bride-to-be is a photographer mm-hmm. it was gonna have a family member shoot the wedding mm-hmm I know there's all kinds of red flags. I don't know why you took this. This this sounds. I mean, money. I guess. Yeah, that's a pretty good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a house to build, mm-hmm. children, to mouse feed. to feed, podcast to keep alive. Yeah, this podcast does run on that Dustin juice. All them juices <laughs> doesn't. Uh, you know, <laughs> so uncomfortable. I can't wait until we get to do a follow up on this wedding in the future. I feel like it's coming. I feel like it's coming. And, uh, you know. Oh, it's coming. I feel like uh, I can't wait to hear more about this. Let's move on to our next topic. What else? Oh, man. You want to talk about Uber? Yeah. Or photographers. Let's talk about Kodak it. Kodak it. Kodak it. Kodak it. So, Kodak is launching a new service. They call Mm -hmm. it launching i think it launched a while ago but uh it's they call it the uber for photography and it's uh the the the, that's like the the 
tagline they're using when they pitch it to people, I'm assuming. Not the actual name. The actual name is Kodak. It. Same same tagline every company uses. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to be the Uber of this, the Uber of that. Grubhub, the Uber of food delivery. Yeah. Lyft, the Uber for people who want to get where they're going. Mm-hmm. Got some yeah. more? Uh, wedding photo hangover, the Uber of good podcasts. We also get you where you're going. From sad to happy. Oh, I, I just meant from listening to a podcast to shutting it off when Dustin tells jokes because we get you off. <laughs> Steven, I don't tell jokes. This is 100% serious all the time. So, Dustin, did you read into this at all? The Kodak? I glazed through it, Stephen, and that's actually what reminded me of the whole GoDaddy situation because it was felt similar Mm -hmm. because with with GDaddy, they wanted exclusivity to anything I take copyright-wise, which Mm -hmm. makes me a little nervous, a little uncomfortable as a photographer that likes to value copyright as a photographer who's already gone after people for infringing on said copyright in the past it's really the only thing we have in this world is that copyright let's roll up our sleeves and uh, unpack what you just said so you looked at the topics i prepared for this show that we put mm-hmm. on together. We're, we're, we're taking a look at how the sausage is made here, the sausage of this show, everyone. You uh-huh. looked and at grind a topic it, grind it together. that I had in our topic yeah. section. And you Correct. were like, that reminds me of something in my life. So instead of, you know, wedging that in, like when we're already talking about the topic, someplace where it makes sense, you're like, what if I just try to open the podcast with that? So then you went into our show notes and inserted that at the very beginning uh-huh. When it wouldn't make sense. Please go on. And then when I brought it up earlier to try to see why you had it there, you didn't even try to transition into this topic or talk about the copyright stuff. It was like you completely exactly. and totally forgot what you had done or why you thought about it or anything until we got back down to this topic. Just to fully unpack things for all of our listeners out there who want to know how the sausage is made. I just wanted to write the podcast episode in a way where it left a little mystery and confusion at the beginning. And then we come to this point in the episode and people are like, oh my God, it's all clicking. It's all coming together for me. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like some timeline confusion, uh, crazy editing sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like the movie Crash. Like the movie Crash, where it's like a little bit's all over, but you have to wait mm-hmm. to the end for yeah. it all. No, well, to Crash come was together. a bad movie, and this is bad, just like like Crash. So I see well, where you're going. Won a there. lot of awards, Stephen. Yeah. So awards that typically you watch, as you just admitted at the beginning of this podcast. Who has ever watched Crash since that movie first came out? Has anyone uh, ever have. gone back to it again? No, why not? Because it's not really a good movie. Well, because once you know what happens, it's not quite the same. I know what happens in Inception, but I would gladly watch that movie again. I know what happens in Memento, but I would gladly watch that movie again. I know what happens in Batman Begins, but I would gladly watch that movie again. I know what happens in Interstellar, where there's some timeline confusion, and I'd gladly watch that again. I know what happens in Dunkirk, and I'd gladly watch that again. 
Okay. Um, no, give, give me a few more seconds. I'll come up with the rest of Christopher Nolan's uh, movies. Oh. All right. Well, in that time, I will have finished the <laughs> podcast for you. All right. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Uh, now let's dig into this Kodak thing. Um, how do you feel about the copyright situation? You do a lot more commercial photography than me. And so I, I've done this a lot with video stuff where I just sign things over and then I wash my hands of it and never touch it again. And to me, it always just felt normal with video, but with photography, people seem really pissed off about it. Yeah. So the, the big controversy, if you will, is not even the fact that you have to sign over the rights to the photos. Cause that's pretty common um, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases for shoot to hire situations. Uh, The big controversy is the fact that you are signing over the ability to even use the photos in self-promotion and the ability to even claim that you shot the photos. Mm -hmm. But in any circumstance, it's kind of what are you willing to give up for a certain price? I didn't see anything in the article that really said what they were paying. Uh, I didn't see an exact price. I just saw people in the comments saying it was a very low. The price. Gotcha. Much lower than what people would do if they were shooting like freelance for themselves. Which I assume if it's like the Uber of photography, it would be. Except people driving for Uber have the ability to make more money sometimes than people driving, you know, for corporations and taxi, taxi, taxi companies and stuff. But it's still a fixed rate determined by Uber. Yeah. Yeah, what I'm saying is people are looking at the Kodak thing and saying, I will make much less money if I do this. Whereas people look at an Uber and they say, I will make much more money if I do this. That's garbage industry and I don't want to be in any way. But this, I think, platform is targeting entry-level photographers that want to break in. Also, I feel like it's highly unlikely that It'll take off just because Kodak would have to spend an enormous amount of marketing dollars to really push it. Mm -hmm. And I think if only entry-level photographers are a part of it, there's really going to be a hard quality control. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the thing. Like, I feel like when you sign up for something like Uber, like when, as a user, when you're going for an Uber, the thing you're looking for is for the person to drive you from one place to another. And like, there's not a lot in that service Mm -hmm. that is substantially like makes it substantially like good or bad, depending on the driver. And they also have like the whole driver rating thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it does scrub out any drivers who are like real, real bad because people just give them real low, low rating. But with the Kodak thing, it being that photography is so subjective, like, it's not get me from point A to point B and don't be a dick while doing it. It's like take a photo of this thing in a way that evokes an emotion in me or makes me want to buy something or, you know, whatever. And it's really hard, I feel like, as a consumer who might be wanting to buy stuff like this to say, yeah, just send out a rando, random person who I haven't seen, you know, whatever, their work or anything to shoot this thing for me and you know like when you go with uber like you're getting like a a random person who picks you up and drops you off so i don't know they don't give a ton of information on it like is there like a system where people can see the photos you've shot for kodak it because it doesn't seem to be it seems like you sign over the copyright and then you got nothing and they got everything and it seems like they're trying to promote it as more of a 
just use Kodak. Don't, you know, use photographers who Kodak is helping you find. And it seems to be only for businesses, commercial photography. It doesn't seem to be like for families or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But in the commercial photography world, there are people who are good and people who are bad. And we all know people who have hired somebody to do commercial photography for you, commercial photography for them. And the commercial photography was really bad because the person they hired was inexperienced. It was just somebody who they had seen a few photos somewhere or whatever, like on Instagram or something. And when it came to like doing a commercial shoot, they didn't actually have the experience or the knowledge of how to do whatever the commercial shoot was because it didn't fit in the natural light or whatever their niche is that they're showing off on their social feeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll have to download it, try it out, and let you know. That's right, people. You just heard it. Dustin is the nudist Kodak It photographer. Jump on Kodak It right now to hire Dustin. Oh, wait, Dustin. Are you going to jump on Kodak It to sell your services? Or are you going to go on there and just hire people to shoot stuff for you? Hmm. <laughs> that would be an interesting turn of events. Well, I do need another photographer for this shoot today, and I can't find anybody else. Boom, boom, boom. Kodak it. A new way to find second shooters. Steven, you might be on to something. <laughs> I'm just going to need them to come for this commercial shoot, uh, and they're going to be here for 12 hours. I wonder how much that'll cost you. <laughs> A lot more than a second shooter. $12. <laughs> All right. Dustin... Steven, do you want to talk about how you're going to switch to Nikon now that you can use all your sweet Canon glass on the Nikon system? Oh, Thanks to our friends. No? How did this gear talk make its way into my show notes, Dustin? Uh, what is this magic? gear talk agenda you have? Uh, all I want to do is talk about the branding for this called the Kanikon. Uh, I think it fits in pretty well with Kodakit. <laughs> exactly. Well, especially because the company who made it is called Kipon. Mm -hmm. Or is it Kaipon? Kipon? Uh, I don't know. Girl, you going to let a Kaipon slide on? Kipon announces the Kanikon lens adapter. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, so a company called Kaipon mm -hmm. announced a Kanikon. Ooh, I like how you said that. Uh, I like Kanikon. Can I con? Can I? Daddy. Or can you con? Can I go, Daddy? Oh, okay. Daddy, can I crack it? A lot of weird word stuff today in this podcast. <laughs> I should fire whoever made these show notes for us. Why are we pronouncing yeah. these things? Um, so it is what the Canicon thing is, is it's a lens adapter for Nikon cameras that allows them the first of its kind to use Canon glass with working autofocus. First of its kind, working autofocus. Mm -hmm. So, giving you the best glass with the best cameras. Wow. They're not Canon bodies with the Canon glass. Right. That's why this is such an amazing thing, because you have the best cameras, best lenses. So, Canon lenses, 
cannon bodies. Why, why would we need the adapter for that? For the better bodies of Nikon. Mm. So Canon makes the best camera bodies, Canon Strong. Canon makes the best lenses, Canon Strong. Um, Canon Strong, Dustin. I don't, I don't know why you'd uh, want any I Nikon. I have the best body. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, that is true. I feel like, are you trying to tell me that this is more of a, you got my chocolate and my peanut butter? No, you got my peanut butter and your chocolate situation? Like best of both worlds here? Is this the Reese's peanut butter cup of the camera industry now? Is that what you're saying? This is so all the Nikon shooters can stop listening to all you Canon shooters. Be like, oh, but you don't have the 51.2 lens. And you'd be like, look out, brah. I just bought this adapter. Your lens now works on my camera. You know what I mean? Got me? Pick me up? Put me down? Mm-hmm. Neither here nor there, but it's here. I don't know who this is for. Because I don't know anybody who shoots Nikon anymore. Everybody's selling their Nikon kit, switching to Sony, or they're staying with Canon. No, Sony is just eating up all of those Nikon photographers. They got better better optics. They got better better everything. It's lightweight. Uh, it's just a good, good camera. And Canon, Canon shooters are staying with Canon because it's the best in the world for realsies. I don't see who wants to put Canon glass on a Nikon when like why would you want subpar camera bodies when you could have like a, a real bar? Why didn't they make a Canoni? A Canoni, you know? Ooh, everybody likes a good Canoni. Yeah, I would love a Canoni. Like, you know, get my Canon glass on a Sony and use that autofocus. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why the world needs a Canicon. Besides it's a cool name and I like saying it. Canicon. Canicon. So you're gonna buy one? That's... No, I'm not. Dustin, are you are you gonna buy one? Do you want to? You've been jealous about my Canon glass for a long time. Are you gonna buy one of these? Um, no, because I'm probably gonna switch to Sony. So <laughs> yeah, so you want that Canoni as well? <laughs> I know. I would love a Canoni. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Metabones already makes one. A Canoni? That'd be yeah. nice. Yeah, would be nice. One. To have Washington on your side. Doesn't... I'm sick of this. Let's move into uh, Q&A. Questions, answers. Questions, answers. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve... Dr. Mark Quinn, medicine man from our very own Facebook group, asked, <laughs> at my first <laughs> wedding of 2019... <laughs> Mark, Dr. Mark Quinn, Medicine Man, I'm so, so sorry Dustin did that. <laughs> oh, Mark, I'm, I've seen your pictures. You're more of a Sully than, you know, than a Dr. Quinn. Handsome, handsome ass man over there, but, oh man, that was good, Dustin. I like that. I like that. Uh, I, so Mark asked, had my very first wedding of 2019 in a week or so and wondered if anyone else like me is planning changes for the year, I'm thinking about moving to Sony, currently Nikon. Surprise, I'm sorry, what's that? <clears throat> he's current, he's, he wants to move Question to Sony from what? Question is still going, Steven. 
I am also thinking about going back to how I first started in weddings from a lens perspective. 35 millimeter, 85 millimeter, or maybe 105, mix it up a little. Make things lighter in weight and take advantage of those extra stops, if you know what I mean, during dark ceremonies. What are you all thinking about this year? Well, Mark, Dr. Mark Quinn, medicine man, <laughs> I am thinking about paying my mortgage. That's about all I'm thinking about this year. Dr. Mark Quinn, medicine man, I just bought a bought a new camera bag. Mine broke last year. The strap uh, busted off. Bad situation. Uh, the old strap on broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll get you. Yeah, it's hard to hard to get it when your strap on breaks. Yeah, yeah, broke right off. Broke it Ooh, off. Clean. Painful. That's all I'm thinking about buying right now. I would love to get the Canon USR for video stuff unsies no for videos um but i don't think that's in the cards right now if it had a dual card slot then it'd be much more in the cards if it could be a video photo thing and not just video only but the only one card slot i'm kind of stuck and we have two uh, 5d mark fours and i really love that camera don't really want to switch anything else so i got a question for you dr mark quinn medicine man yeah thirty-five, eighty-five. what's going on there Dustin, do you what what do you rock lens wise on a on a day uh, on your days? We had an engagement session today, and we rocked the fifty eighty five, mm-hmm. which I think if I had a thirty five, I would have preferred to do a thirty five eighty five combo. I've rocked a twenty four eighty five combo, and that was a lot of fun. I really like the twenty four focal length. Forces me to do some more wide perspectives and really think about my composition in that form and that's one of my favorite kind of crops so i love i love the way an 85 looks i love the way it feels in the hand i love the way it slides into the camera body you know when i'm putting when i'm sliding that 85 into my body you know it's just a good feel a real good feel plugs my holes up just right you know what i'm saying but yeah it's not too long not too the, no, sure. no, the thing about the 85 is I feel like it is a little too long. It creates a little bit too much distance between me and my subject. I got I to gotta step back so far away for so many of the shots I want to do. And then the 35, on the other hand, uh, that is also a good, good lens. Feels good in the hand. A little, little smaller, a little shorter. Um, a little more slides, robust. Still slides in the, to my body real nice, though, uh, my camera body. Um, Clicks just right. <clears throat> clicks just right you know what i'm saying yeah, but especially the sigma one but the 35 millimeter and i have two of the sigma ones one for me one for jen <laughs> yeah. but the the 35 just uh it gives a little bit too much distortion i feel like uh on a lot of the shots i'm doing and while i like that distortion sometimes i don't like it all the time like some of the shots, like the 35 being a wider lens, it just can make the uh, subject look, uh, you know, like they look, they got some real long legs or or a fat abdomen, depending on how I shoot it, you know? Who don't, who don't like long legs, Steve? Yeah. No, I mean, I love long legs. Who doesn't walk into the room and say, hey, old Stevie boy, give me them long legs? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know I mean, when people say that they are talking to me because I am mostly legs in my body. I'm, I'm kind of like uh, an insect, like like the grasshopper from James and the Giant Peach. I have long, mm-hmm. skinny mm-hmm. legs and then like a fat abdomen on top of it. And sometimes I do wear a monocle and I am quite pretentious. So just got to work on my violin playing and then I'd really be there. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of 35-85 as like, these are my only two lenses. I'm more of a 50 millimeter kind of guy. I feel like that's a real, real nice, nice little snub nose 50 millimeter. You know, that's a, that's a good feel, good look, clicks in just right. Not too big, not boring. too little. Boring yeah. for me. It gets the job done. It's a, it's a job getter dunner. And um, that 50 millimeter F1.2 from Canon's real nice. It looks real good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real real good bokeh on that one. Or smoothie, buttery, like, sort of stuff. I'm a big fan of that. I also have that 85 so that F1.2 from Canon. A little bit more compression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that 85 F1.2 from Canon, but like I said, got to step back away from my subject a little too far. It creates a little bit too much distance. It's almost too big for yeah. for for what I'm 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 working with most of the time. So you just got to work out a little bit more, man. Won't feel so bad in the hand. You know what I mean? It's heavy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to lift. Mm, not really. Nikon, it's lighter, cheaper. That's good. Anyway. I'm glad you said Nikon's not as good, so I didn't have to say it. Dr. Mark Quinn, Medicine Man. I feel like we knocked that one out of the park. Uh, Get rid of your 35 and your 85 and get a 50 and a 105. You know what I'm saying? Dustin agrees with me, and Dustin would add get a 24 as well. Yeah. On the frontier, you you don't need medical school. You just go out there and you say, I'm a doctor, and people believe you. And then you give them whatever whatever you have in your knapsack and say it's medicine. Since my wife is a quote-unquote doctor, and uh, I live with her, as some of you might know, I uh, have always thought about doing that because I essentially went through medical school with her. You did not. And I no, picked up, no. I picked no. up. If any real know, doctors so listen knowledge. to what you're saying right now, that's going to be a one-star review for this podcast. I want to come out on the side of all doctors everywhere and say Dustin is talking straight out of his ass right now. Oh my gosh, Dustin. So the trick I use when talking to other doctors and trying to sound like a doctor is you just make things up that sound like candy bars. The trick Dr. Love uses, and yes, that is the name of a kid in Florida who was like 15 or 16 and said he was a OBGYN doctor and set up his own practice. Yes, this is a real story. And then got busted doing it and um, eventually got thrown in jail because he kept doing it after he was 18 and got in real big trouble. Um, He had like a... semi uh, people thought he had a legitimate business like (laughs) really yeah 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 this is actually a terrible thing that a kid did and then kept doing as he grew older because it was easier than you know going to school and becoming an actual doctor (sighs) it's fascinating it's like uh catch me if you can yes uh (laughs) like reading the story about dr love um how has this real not doctor? been made into a movie or a TV series? I think, that, I think it's been optioned, the story. I don't think it's been made into a movie. I learned about it listening to Script Notes, where they were talking about how they would make it into a movie. Script Notes is a podcast about screenwriting 
by John August and Craig Mason. I think I've talked about that here before. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's a wild story. And I think Doctor Love got thrown in jail. Then he got back out, and then he started like a new practice where he well, stopped claiming like to Dr. be Love. a medical doctor and started claiming to be like a homeopathic doctor or something. Sounds like a perfect project for Shia LaBeouf because <laughs> he still looks young enough to play an underage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Doctor Love, tell me, tell me, what do you do when you're uh, hobnobbing and palling around with the uh, other doctors? Oh, so I just make up things. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I had a patient with a cacacus uh, thing in his shoulder, and we were able to a work cacacus? that out. Yeah, yes, I you hate make, it. You take candy bars and you add us or other endings to the names, like oh, that Snickerus and their ankle. Mm. <sighs> it's always a tough one to diagnose. Uh, yeah, he took a canicon straight straight into his ass. Yeah, a canicon. <laughs> Crazy. Or you can use camera gear. <laughs> That works too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, I found a guy with a canoni just s- jammed right up into his left nostril. I don't know what was mm-hmm. going on there. But we got it out. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes a success story too. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin, what lenses would you say <laughs> to Dr. Mark Quinn, Medicine Man? What lenses would I say about what? He's thinking 3585 or maybe 105. What does the great master of photography, Dustin McKibben, have to say to that? I mean, I shoot with the 85 99% of the time for all things portrait related. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to. That's my favorite. I found that it's pretty much my sharpest lens. Um, however, whenever my second shooter shoots with that 70 to 200, I always get a little envious of that delicious creamy bokeh that the compression kind of gives you, but Mm -hmm. the real big bokeh, it's big. In order for me to interact with my clients in the way that I do, I need to be a little closer to them, uh, so they can hear me when I say all of my ridiculous things. No, you just put Um, the 70 to 200 on and go to 70 instead of 200. You're all good. Yeah, it doesn't it's work versatile quite lens. like that. <laughs> it's very versatile. Yeah, sorry. So the 85 is the closest I can get to the level of bokeh compression without being too far from them. Gives a very flattering look on the body. Mm-hmm. Most of my photos are somewhere between waist to head and then f- full body cropped foot to head um, with that lens. And then I carry a 24 to 70, typically somewhere in the 24 to 35 range that I'm shooting more wide compositionally shots. But I would like to get a prime in the 24 to 35 range mm-hmm. uh, to force myself to use it more. I just say the 35 looks real good. I like that a lot. I just don't, uh, I, I don't find a lot of reasons to use it on a wedding day other than like dancing shots and when I'm doing wide shots at the ceremony and like establishing shots of the church and stuff like that. I so love just name like shooting. four reasons to use yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but like when I'm doing portraits, like I never use it. So I think I would use it for group shots for like the bridal party and like just bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's another reason. Damn, there's so many good reasons to use it. I'm <laughs> I would use it for that. I would, like you said, use it for dancing shots at the reception. 
Um, I would probably use it for family portraits. I may use it a little bit during getting ready. I normally use the 50, but yeah, it's kind of the next lens on my list when I have money again someday. Okay, cool. Glad to know your thoughts. And I think Rebecca Elliott would be glad to know our thoughts on this question that she posted in our very own Facebook group, officially booked a wedding today for 8-8-2020. When she first said August of next year, I was like, dang, lady, you know how to plan. But now that I see the date, I get it. You're wicked smart, bride-to-be. Wicked fucking smart. Lock down those vendors now. That was good. Do we have any other pretty dates coming up? Dustin, pretty dates, go! 4-11 of any year. 4-11 of any year? Yeah, it's always a good one. Mm -hmm. What else you got for me? Come on. Because it's my birthday. Oh, that was it? That was it? Oh, you're just trying to get listeners to send you birthday presents? Well, I'm just saying it's a month away... And, you know, last year I got about 1,500 gifts from the listeners. I'm just trying to see if they can top it this year. Mm -hmm. I think 9-11 in the United States is a really pretty date to get married on. Uh, (laughs) Would you agree, Dustin? I've done weddings on 9-11. Did the entire time that the the wedding was going on, were the people saying, we're trying to take this date back? Is that, did they keep repeating that phrase over and over again? I mean, it definitely made me think, like, what is the extent of how long you wait from a, like, the, when Pearl Harbor happened, for example. And there's never been another wedding in Pearl Harbor since then. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. But, I mean, on the date that Pearl Harbor happened, I mean, what, you think maybe five years, six years Till people started getting married on that date again. I mean, it's just me, but I'm just saying, like, maybe calling it 9-11, it was pretty catchy at the time because that's the day it happened. It also, in America, 911 is like our emergency code phone number if you need emergency mm-hmm. services. So 9-11 mm-hmm. was real catchy, you know, because we already associated it with like an emergency on a national level. But I think in the long run, it really hurt the date itself. Because, like, if we just said the most horrible terror attack we've ever had in the United States of America, people could, like, maybe forget the date. Oh, no, we're not supposed to forget, Dustin. Shit. (laughs) Never forget. That's, like, the whole thing with it. (sighs) And, yeah, I guess 9-11 is just not a pretty date. Nobody should get married on (sighs) 9-11. Huh. That one up. Sorry. Trying to look at when the last time it fell on a Saturday. So, I mean, 2020 is next year. So, February 2nd, I assume, will be a big day. 2-2-2020. Right? Right? It's a pretty date. Mm. I think the big date that I keep getting inquiries for is... Any day in April next year? Any day in April. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Do I have to say it, Dustin? Wait, wait real quick, just let me, uh, just any, any, any day in April. <sighs> any day in April, you know what I'm saying? Know what you're saying, Steven. Oh, June 6th. That's, that's a popular one. 
I mean, you could say I have, uh, just let me look at my email real quick here. Ooh, I have 420 inquiries for any day in April next year. <laughs> any day. Uh, June 6th is a very popular date outside of Indiana. June 6th? 6 6. Yeah. You know, uh, there's another date I've actually been getting a lot of uh, inquiries about that's in the future as well, Dustin. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to run this one by you to see if you've been getting inquiries. Run, and I assume, run it by me, Steve. I assume this one, it would be very different uh, outside of the U.S. where they do the numbering different. But I've been getting a lot of requests for um, people looking to get married on June 9 in 2069 really planning for the future (laughs) yeah 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 i'm wondering do you think in the uk they're getting a lot of requests for september 6th 2069 like i'm getting requests for june 9 here in the states i don't know why don't you explain the joke to us steven it's 6969 dustin the greatest day ever Stephen, why don't you explain to us why that's the greatest day ever? When two people love each other very, very much. They get engaged. They can't have penetrative (laughs) sex in lower regions of their body. And and why is that? Was there a car accident? A medical mistake? A surgery gone wrong? Maybe it's religious. We don't know. (laughs) Religious. All we know is vaginal and anal is off the table. Uh, People choose to go oral. And what's better than oral? Double oral. And that's what the 69 is, Dustin. It's double oral sex. So both people are both, you know, both both people involved in the act are, you know, giving and receiving pleasure at the same time. Much like when Mm -hmm. people get married and they are giving pleasure and happiness to their spouse and receiving pleasure and happiness from their spouse by the act of marriage, which is why I've been getting so many requests for June 9, 2016. For oral? Oh, yeah. for weddings. Yeah. I've been getting a lot of requests for oral too, yeah. <laughs> but that's a different subject, and it probably comes from the uh, episode way back when I said, Steve, send me dick pics, Van Elk was my brand. And I think people took maybe that literally and started to, you know, think I was like real into penises and seeing them and other doing other things with them, you know, Mm -hmm. as one would. Yeah. I mean, I am real into penises. Sure. Yeah. I think we all knew that. Yeah. Because you shoot cannon. (laughs) I was going to say, because I have one, but that was better. That was a better joke. I'm, I'm glad. Proud of you. Uh, Dustin. So Ian from the Facebook groups, not to be confused with Ian at Steve's house, nothing's more annoying than having conversations via email or messenger with prospective bride and grooms, and they really want to book you. And so you send them an invoice. I hear nothing for days. So I politely remind them, as they seem so keen, don't hear anything again for days on end. And then they finally contact you to say they booked someone else. <laughs> Yours was better than mine. Anyone else have this or is it just me? That was Ian. 
outside it's, of Steve's house. I believe his Instagram handle is Ian outside of Steve's house. <laughs> Ian, not from Steve's house. Uh, yeah, it's I-A-I-N, just like my Ian. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is your future Ian. Maybe he's a time traveler. Your son grows up to be a wedding photographer and a time traveler. You are smart enough to figure out time travel why are you a wedding photographer you could be doing better things with your life just want to be like my dad just want to be you like change the world could i save did us all. and i keep coming back to being a wedding photographer the butterfly effect that is like the opposite of the butterfly effect i know <laughs> Have you watched the Umbrella Academy yet? No, not yet. Dustin, we have to answer this question. Is there anything more annoying than when you have a conversation via email or messenger with perspective BNGs, BGs? Uh, 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 stay alive, stay alive. Uh, no, there is nothing more infuriating. I mean, we've, we have it happen all the time. Uh, met with the bride and groom a couple weeks ago at Starbucks. Shot the bride's brother's wedding a few years ago. Felt like we were jiving. Felt like we were connecting. Felt like there was this sense that I didn't have to prove myself to them because I'd already done her brother's wedding and her family loved us. And I get a call a week later just letting me know they went with someone else. I was broken. Did you get the call from the bride? Wow! Well, I, well, what was her excuse for call, going with someone else? It was a text Ooh. because I played the I played that whole Dustin game where I'm like, "Hey, so I got someone else interested in your date." You texted her and, and you're just like, "Sup, girl? Sup? It's me, Sup, Dustin. Sup? This is Smoothie." <laughs> You can tell by the way I walk. I'm a woman's man. No time for talk. Are you booking me? <laughs> yes. That is what I said. What about you, Steve? Oh, man. I had a I had a contact last year that met with in person. Meeting went really well. She was actually she was in a small group Jen and I used to lead at the church we went to. And... She seemed like just like solid, definitely going to book with me. And then like, you know, week goes on, another week, don't hear back from her, send her an email, don't hear back, text her. Finally, like a month and a half later, I just get something back from her that's like, um, we actually decided to go with somebody else and it was heartbreaking. Mm. So I just sent her something back real quick. And I was like, hey, uh, as your former Bible study leader, I just want you to know that um, you're going to hell. <laughs> and as a man of God, I can tell you that. Yeah, we had a situation, uh, I think, last month where a bride inquired. And through an odd set of circumstances, we we were already booked. That's not the odd circumstance. Uh, so we went to book her for our associate shooter. And oddly enough, our associate shooter had actually just shot her engagement session the day before because she'd offered like a mini session marathon day type thing for Christmas. Wait, so you lost the client to your own associate shooter? No, 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 no. So when I talked to her and I was telling her about our associate and she was telling me, well, we already had an engagement session. And she was, and I was like, oh, who shot it? And she was like, 
Michelle. And I was like, oh my gosh, Michelle is our associate shooter. And she's like, oh really? I'll just book through her then. Well, she doesn't book weddings directly through herself. <laughs> she, only, she only can shoot weddings for us. Is that in her contract that she signed with you? Yeah. You said, yeah, like, no. Just, was it a gentleman's agreement or was it in the contract? A gentle person's agreement. Um, both. Gently contractable agreement. She contracted this disease. But, um, so she, anyways... I was like, this is a done deal. She's already had the engagement session, loves the engagement photos. How could this not work out? And then she messages me like three weeks later, letting me know they went with someone else. And I was like, what? Because when we spoke on the phone, it sounded like this was a locked thing, like in the bag. Yeah. yeah. Told so, Michelle, put it on your calendar. Good to go. I feel like we have talked a lot about about personal stories of despair, outrage, and uh, just generally, you know, missing out on these golden opportunities that were presented to us. What advice do we have, though, for people out there? Because we have not given a lot of advice this, this time. Uh, what advice do we have for how you go about, you know, locking that thing down and, you know, not getting you know, strung out for days on end, pulling your hair out, wondering if your client's actually going to sign the contract and book with you. Like, what what do we do? How are you going to sign that client? You have to find out who they booked, and then you have to make an unfortunate event happen. <laughs> You're going to lemony snicket them? Uh, a little Sopranos action, if you know what I mean. So it's not a series of unfortunate events? Yeah. Can't help it when pianos slide. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you went back to Sopranos because I think we already established on this podcast that a lemony snicket was something else. Yeah, so Sopranos, gang, gangster mafia stuff here. Uh, Would we godfather them? Could we make them an offer they couldn't refuse? You yeah, love so that photographer. You love that photographer so much. I think you should book with me instead. They wake up in bed and what do they find in the bed with them? You. That photographer's head doesn't come on. <laughs> No, that so got real dark. Approach, that, that's a bad idea, everyone. Yeah, Don't kill yeah, another photographer and then put their head in the client's bed. If I have to say that to you, then you are our target demographic. <laughs> no, uh, what I encourage people to do is to create a mafia-like mentality with other wedding vendors to the point where a florist or a DJ, when the bride reaches out and they're like, who's your photographer? And they're like, Oh, it's Steven Van Elk. They're like, ooh, yeah. Unfortunately, we only exclusively work with Dustin. And you don't want to hire Dustin McKibben? It'd be a shame if something were to happen to your wedding if you didn't hire Dustin McKibben. Or it's like, oh, you didn't hire Dustin and Corinne? Oh, man. I guess, geez, look at that. Rose prices just went up. Weird. Oh, man. Oh, the cost of salmon just doubled. Now, to make this work, though, on the flip side, you, Dustin McKibben, are now talking to a bride you booked. They don't book that florist that you want to work with. What do you do? Nothing. <laughs> this doesn't go both ways? How, how do you keep the florist under your thumb so that they push the business to you, Dustin? Let's let's work through this. Let's set up our whole mafia enterprise here. Come on. I'm not keeping the florist under my thumb. I'm keeping the florist distributor 
of flowers under my Ooh, thumb. Ooh, even bigger. I like where this is going, yeah. yeah. And by keeping their distributor so, under your thumb, you keep them under your thumb. Got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you have to think big picture. So I'm not after the caterer. I'm after who the caterer gets their food from. Let's yeah. take it all the way so, to the top. Who can we buy in the government? How much money do we need so that we can just raise taxes on the vendors we don't like here in Indiana? <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Pence is like, what, your third cousin? I wasn't born in Indiana. Don't you put that on me. Don't you put that on I'm. I was born in Michigan. I was born in Michigan. It's kind of all the same. I'm a good little Dutch boy. <laughs> exactly why you're related to it. Yeah. You know who put their finger in the dike? That was my great-great-grandfather. Oh. He saved all we're, of Holland. We're talking about a, a device that used to hold water back. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Making sure we know the term of what Do you we're not know about. the story of the Dutch boy? He saved uh, the whole. Makes good paint. The whole city. Makes really good paint. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And Steven is at Steven Van Out. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. But if you really want to warm our hearts, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't want the prices on your photography prints to go up substantially, I would say you should head on over to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover. And you can sign up to support us for just as little as 99 cents a month. Right, Dustin? Or more. We got everyone under. We got we got Zeno under our. We got uh, Queensberry under our thumb. We got uh, Kiss under our thumb. Uh, who, who else do we have working for well, us? The most recent one uh, that we've got under our thumb is a bit masculine, but Fineo Albums... <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have been on their Instagram and Facebook lately, but they just shared a photo of their new Barnwood collection. And just as a homage to us, they, uh, <laughs> can't say this with a straight face. Did a phallic lay flat. <laughs> they, as an homage to Steve sent me dick pics, Van Elk. They did a phallic lay flat. <laughs> So I just want to th take a second to thank the kind folks over at Fineo Albums for continuing to support our podcast. Doesn't who put that in our Facebook group? Stephanie Sanju. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for sharing that good, good photo with us. And if you want to see it, jump into our Facebook group, which we already told you about. It's lit or something. It's cool. It's a cool or, place. Or something. It's, total, it's gnarly and radical and totally tubular. So jump on over there. We don't we don't have any pull over the album people. We want to raise the prices on you guys. We we just you know or, or do we? If if you guys support us for as little as ninety nine cents a month, we can afford to buy better joke writers for this podcast so we stop making <laughs> terrible tire jokes, you know? We can afford to get new mics and stuff like that. So it's super helpful to us and to making this podcast super awesome. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next Sunday after you shoot 
another wedding. For more than $500. Dustin, I have not seen the Umbrella Academy yet, but I want to, but I haven't had time. I'm still working my way through Doctor Who season 10. It's real good. I binged it this week while I was editing. Mm-hmm. and So you listened to it. You didn't watch it. That's what podcasts are for. I can multitask. I have three eyes. You know, there was a, it's based on a comic book written by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can tell. Did it, did it feel like, 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 it, like it was him? Mm-hmm. Did it have that same... What, what did My Chemical well, Romance I'm, sing? I'm they sang really songs. Into they made music. Time travel related movies and TV. Uh, just because the idea of time travel and the science behind it really fascinates me. The I guess more so the causality of physics and science. But um, there's a lot of that sort of in it, in a really cheesy superhero type vibe. Cool. I look forward to watching all those good, good actors pull out their umbrellas and uh, fight the rain. It's a tough mm-hmm. job, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, it did leave me wanting a season two because there's a bit of a cliffhanger. Season two is called Rain Fighters. They lean into the rain fighting aspects of the original first season is what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of a branch of the fire department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're fighting the other side of things. When it gets too Water. wet in your house. When you get too wet. Like when you listen to this podcast. Dustin, I gotta go. Bye. Bye. <laughs>